Yeah, let's let's talk about that now because <laughs> I I've done some videos on RockU. Yeah, yeah. RockU password. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of a lot of guys have said to me, David, this is stupid because I, <laughs> you know I, I I don't use passwords like that. Can you just speak to that so that yeah. we can just tell everyone what actually happens? Neil, you know, in life, uh, we we often want a certain level, but in reality, we often have something a lot lower. So, I mean, you've mentioned Windows NT on a lot of the conversations we've had. Neil, do you have any more crazy examples? <laughs> like in 2021, where companies are still doing like the most ridiculous stuff, like running Windows NT, and it will cost them a lot of money. Or you've got any other good examples? Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, you know, you know, there's, you know, let's. I mean, I think, I think we, we call, you call them crazy examples, and and I look at them as just invariable truths inside of, inside of a big company. Um, I don't think people realize that that. Um, one of the, the fights that, that I've still seen fought, and I've got two really good examples of this is, is in the senior most leaderships of the company, the CEO, the CFO, um, general counsel, you know, at, at a lot of these fortune, fortune brands, um, you can make the best password policies in the world. You could have 25 characters, upper, lowercase, um, you know, special characters, um, whatever the case is, and you can apply it to a company that's got 150, 200,000 people in that company. I can guarantee you it's almost an invariable certainty that the CEO has one password and it's probably four characters. I was, wa I was, wa I was wondering if you were going to say that. <laughs> and it's used on all of his devices and yep. his secretary knows it. I worked for, I worked for one company. Um, it was a, it was a pretty big company. Um, the, the CEO, this is the type of company that, um, you know, they don't just have one private jet. They have 13 private jets. Right. Um, and, uh, the CEO legitimately had, and I kid you not, this was less than five years ago. Um, the CEO legitimately had a Blackberry, right? Because he believed that the Blackberry messenger service was more secure than iPhone iMessage. <laughs> a and so he refused to upgrade away from his blackberry but that wasn't the best part the best part was he had 13 blackberries one for each private jet so now you're a, a security person you've got a blackberry that has a, a four-digit pen right at best and it's sitting in a plane across the country across the world in a hangar and you're hoping you have no idea what the physical security is around that plane, hoping that nobody can get access to the CEO's BlackBerry, right? Um, you know, and and so and and again, it's it's one of those and, things. And if someone if someone got that BlackBerry and put the pin in, they'd have access to everything. Is that right? They'd That's have access. Risk, yeah. yeah, I mean, think about the CEO. What does he know? He knows all the mergers and acquisitions, right? He yeah. knows all the financial data that's going to go for the Wall Street reporting, right? You know, they've got all this stuff that that they are privy to because they're the CEO of the company, all this strategic advantage stuff. You get a BlackBerry that's got a four digit pin, right? That's on the other side of the globe that you have no idea what's how it's being physically secured. And you wonder what's going on there, right? And, and I mean, I think we need to emphasize it. I mean, especially like with, you know, the um, GameStop example, that's a good example in like recent times yeah. of like how people can make huge money in the swings of stock prices or announcements. So if someone got access to that BlackBerry, they, they would know 
for instance, the, the financial state of the company before it was released so they could make a lot of money. So there's a vested interest in stealing a lot of corporate data today. Is that right? There is, there is. But you're not going to be able to have that conversation with the CEO of that company and convince him not to have 13 different Blackberries with a four-digit pin in all of the different company jets because he's going to tell you that he doesn't have the time yeah. to have one device that he carries with him everywhere because he's that high speed. He's that high pace. And so, and so, so typical. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's incredibly, t- it's, it, and I don't think people realize just how typical that is inside of companies. So you said you had another story, is that right? Sorry, I don't want, I keep interrupting you, Neil, <laughs> no, but no. The stories, are, stories are good. Stories, stories are good. I, and you asked really good questions on the stories. Um, the, the second one um, is, is also very similar. It's a, it's a different CEO at a different Fortune 100 company, um, whereby um, he, he didn't want to have any security tools on any of his devices whatsoever. He didn't want to have EDR. He didn't want to have antivirus. He didn't want his email going through Proofpoint because he was afraid that Proofpoint was actually going to stop something important to you know that would have gotten to him. And so it's a CEO who, from a risk decision, has said security is important. And he and this is you know here's what's frustrating for us as security folks: we see these CEOs and these CIOs and these CFOs stand up in front of a town hall full of 100,000, 200,000 employees and say cybersecurity is important. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> we're, we're all equal, but some of us are more equal than others. That's right. That's exactly right. And so these yeah. these folks definitely feel very entitled to say, well, cybersecurity is just not important to me because my ability to have my admin access to my email account, making sure that that I don't want to run the risk that Proofpoint might block something. I don't want to run the risk that EDR is going to make my laptop run slow. I don't want to do that. But you guys, it's OK for you all to have those risks but not me. And that's a hard, that's very hard to contend with. And so when you talk about like Windows NT, Windows XP, CEOs with no passwords or easily guessable passwords on their accounts, right? These are risks that, that are in, I would, I, I can't unequivocally say in every organization, but if there was a transparency report, I would say that it's very, very hard to find organizations where those types of things did not exist. And this is why, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a bit of a joke, really, because like when you talk about these kind of things, it's like companies on, on face value are saying that security is really important, <laughs> but they're not doing what they should be doing. It's no wonder companies get breached. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, you know, and, and this is why this is why we shouldn't be, you know, we shouldn't be surprised about breaches when they happen. Right. And, and it, it, it I don't know if I don't know if we've talked about this before, David, but it's 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 a running joke on on the stream and and with with some of my guests that I have come on, right? Where, you know, you know, we license kids in the U.S. that they can't start learning how to drive until they're 15. They can't actually drive a car by themselves until they're 16. And think about a car. Um, you know, it's 3,500 pounds, right? I don't know what that is in 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 metric, but it's a lot. Right. Yep. Um, yep. And they're going on highways at 60, 70, 80 miles per hour, you know, you know, and with the advent of technology, they're texting and driving. Right. But we make yep. them wait 16 years, you know, before we think that they're responsible enough to go behind a wheel. Um, we give them a, an iPhone or an iPad at four or five. Yep. And we think that they're mature enough and responsible enough to navigate the Internet at four or five. 
And those are the people who go grow up with their no passwords, their no pins on their devices and things like that and say, well, I've been doing this my entire life. There's no reason why I need to have a password on my iPhone or my iPad. There's no reason why I need to pay attention to cybersecurity. Um, and I don't think that we, we, in, we talk about cybersecurity in that terms throughout people's life cycle. You know, the amount of Facebook accounts that you see getting hacked, the fact of people's Instagram accounts getting hacked day in and day out, right? Because they have password one, two, three, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about that now because <laughs> I, I've done some videos on RockU. Yeah, yeah. Rock you password. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of a lot of guys have said to me, David, this is stupid because I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't use passwords like that. Can you just speak to that so that yeah. we can just tell everyone what actually happens? I, I don't see how you could listen to this. And it sounds like we've, we've spent the last however long this video ends up being bashing the poor security posture of companies. But Rock you is still very valuable. Um, there's a reason why people like think about this practically from a red team perspective. Um, your quickest win is rock you. If you throw rock you and, 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 you know, some hashes that you pull from responder, um, or that you get from a SQL dump or something like that through rock you, like you're going to know right then if it's in, if it's, if it's, um, immediately guessable and there's those passwords still exist out there. You can go, you can go look at, there are charts out there that talk about the top 10 passwords every year. And it hasn't changed much over the last 10 years. Password one, two, three, QWERTY, right? One uh, uh, QAZ, you know, you know, being a password, right? Those passwords, one, two, three, four, five. Um, I, run, I run a series of honeypots and we do the um, YouTube's only uh, cyber threat intelligence um, threat map. And um, I have a tag cloud for my honeypots that talks about the most frequently um, used brute forced passwords against my honeypot network. And it is still one, two, three, four, five, password one, two, three, password one, two, three, exclamation point, right? All these things that you see in Rock You and all these things that you see in, um, um, you know, in, in these lists about the, the, the worst passwords that are being used, the reason that those are still used in, in a lot of, you know, SSH crackers, SSH brute forcers, um, FTP brute forcers, RDP brute forcers out there on the internet is because there are still hundreds of thousands of computers attached to the network, to the internet that use crappy passwords. And if RockU, if you, if you think you're too good for RockU, there, there, I don't know if it still exists now, but, but about two years ago, there was, um, there was a, a password list of that was the size of 13 gigabytes and it had encompassed not only rock you, but most of the publicly available breached passwords that have been breached, you know, up until a couple years ago, stuff that was being sold on the dark net, et cetera, et cetera. And it ended up being 13 gigabytes in size. Um, that password list I have run in Hashcat um, and had probably a 75 to 80% chance in most fortune 1000 companies that in pen tests that I've done with it being successful. So yeah, 70, people please, 75 to 80% success rate mm -hmm. with a 13, with a 13 gigabyte word file, um, based off previous breach data. It just shows you, I mean, we don't do what we should do. It's typical human nature, nature, sorry. Yeah. And this gets and back to, we, this gets back to how do you make that risk decision as to where do you put your time and money and effort into? Because you can, you can scream all day about those two CVSS 10s. You'll be lucky to get one 
And even for as much energy as you put into that one, that's probably not how you're going to get breached.